Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fourth quarter here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. And big fella, tonight, it's Game 4, Bucks celtics Now, we know in Game 3 on Saturday, the Milwaukee Bucks won 103-101, to and there was some drama late in that game with Marcus Smart Attempting to get up a three-pointer, Drew Holiday decided to foul him beforehand. It was ruled a foul on the floor, so only two free-throw attempts and not the three shots at the free-throw line because of the three-pointer that he was attempting. Marcus Smart did a great job of intentionally missing the free-throw at the end to give, That's the Celtics, as good as I've ever seen. to give the Celtics a shot. I'll tell you, I've never seen they it still, done better. They still came up short, yeah. but, I mean, the two biggest takeaways in that game, from my perspective— Giannis Antetokounmpo dropping 42 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, and Jason Tatum going 4-19 from the field on his way to 10 points in that game. He was 2-9 in the first half. He was 1-8 of in the third quarter. So from game three, biggest takeaway, Giannis' performance or Tatum's performance? Giannis, because of everything that the Celtics had done to contain him in the first two games of the series. Mm. And, And that's why he's the best player on the planet, because he found his way out of it, and he understood what he needed to do to get back on track. And it wasn't just about being back at home. And, you know, the the whole thing, though, about it is, if you told me those two things were the case prior to the game, Giannis is going to go off, and Tatum's going to shoot four of 19. I'm saying that the Bucks are winning that game by 20 points. Mm-hmm. The Celtics are still right there. Like, if I'm the Celtics, I actually should feel okay about that. I, I feel like I got a chance here tonight to go steal one there and even the series up. And that, to me, is an important factor when you are looking at all of that. Now, there will be plenty that the Celtics need to do differently. And look, they're two playing better than the two of Holiday and Giannis. I don't expect it to be the case, but I expect it to be a lot closer than it was the other day. Mm-hmm. And if the Celtics are still tough enough with everybody else defensively, they can win tonight. I, I'm look, I'm I'm riding with the Bucks. I've been on the Bucks. I expect them to win tonight. Okay. I'm not going to be stunned if the Celtics win tonight. Well, the Celtics have been great coming off of losses, right? I yeah. mean, since the calendar year turned 2022, they're 10-3 and three off of losses. So the Celtics usually play well when their backs are up against the wall. And we saw that in TD Garden in Game 2 of this series. Yeah. We saw how dominant the Boston Celtics look. But we also acknowledged that the Milwaukee Bucks accomplished what they came to accomplish in Boston. They needed to take one back. of those, they needed to take one of those first two games and they did that mission accomplished. Now, to me, it seems like game four is the real pivot point in this series. Because if you're talking about the Boston Celtics being able to steal home court back, 
Then all of a sudden we're talking about a best of three series, and I'm not quite sure who has the edge, who has the advantage. But we know that if the Bucks go up 3-1, this series is over. Yes. If the Bucks go up three, I don't expect this series to go seven. So you're point. expecting the Bucks to win tonight? I think they're going to eke one out. Yeah. And if they go up 3-1, the Celtics will win at home, but I expect it to be over in six. Yeah. If that's the case. And so so hold on. Let me ask you this question then. If the Celtics win tonight, is this going to be a seven-game series? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And look, I would expect that if this is a seven-game series, I, I'm still not going to back off the Bucks, but that is a tall order. That is a tall order for the Bucks to win two more times or to win one more time in Boston, if they've after they've already won once there, and and they were fortunate to win the game that they did there. Yeah. That's then, all, then, then all of a sudden you're saying you're taking the bucks, but not with your chest. Then all of yes. a sudden you, you're taking a lot less hair out of your chest. Yes, <laughs> I got you. Exactly, I got you. I hear you. Here's what I will say: Jason Tatum in the first round was anointed as a superstar. We were having a conversation: Has he ascended to a top five player in this league? Now, if I was having a draft, I would absolutely take him in the top five. Because I'd take him before Jokic. He's 24 years old. Oh, there's no question about it. So, I mean, like, there's that part of the conversation. But if we're going to put you in that territory, then you've got to show up in big spots like this. And everybody said that Kevin Durant had a claim or had a stake to being the best player in the world. No, he don't. The best player in the world resides in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And this is the series that Tatum has to step up and match that level of productivity and that level of intensity. And thus far throughout this series, I haven't seen it from Tatum. I haven't. Not consistently. No. No, and and that's what we talked about before, was that it's not, if you are putting yourself in that discussion, it's not just getting past Durant, it's also getting past Giannis and proving that you can do that. I'm The one thing that would shock me is if he does not play well again in this series. Mm-hmm. I think no matter how many games are left in this series, if Jason Tatum doesn't play well, I'll be surprised. But it's when he plays well, though, Carlin, because here's the thing. If Mil- if he doesn't play well tonight and Milwaukee goes up 3-1, I don't give a damn if he goes to Boston and plays well in game five. The series is over. So no, he's got he's got to play well now. No, he's got to play well in game four. I'm saying in all of the still, games. While it's still a series. In all of the games remaining, I expect him to play well. That's in what all I'm of saying. Them. In yes. all of them. I expect him to play well tonight. I expect him to play well any amount of games there are beyond that. Yeah. Because I do think he's entirely too good, and we have seen too many times what he's capable of. And I'm he sorry. Was so I, bad. He was so bad on Saturday, though, but, Carlin. But, yeah, I know he was. But, he, Chris, like, so bad. are we looking at this saying what the Bucks are doing to do this to him? No. No. That's not how no. we're looking at it. We're looking at this more about why he is not playing well. This is not a lockdown situation. So if that's the case, I don't expect a player like that to just fall off the cliff for an entire series. No, I don't. But I would also expect a player that when he's not shooting well from the field to find other ways to contribute and impact his team winning. Because we saw that from now. Giannis. That's a fair point. We saw that from Giannis in Game One. What did Giannis shoot? Nine of twenty-five from the field, but passing that, out of the doubles. And that might have been the best nine of twenty-five from the field performance I'd ever seen from a player in the playoffs. That's how good Giannis was yep. in terms of creating opportunities for other guys. 
I have not seen that from Tatum when he has off nights like he did on Saturday. And that's the part to me where we still have to see the evolution of his game. And, and Carlin, if we're being honest, the overall maturity of his game, too, because he still is 24 years old. Remember when I was talking about this last week, the idea that Steph could be sucking in Ja into this into this me versus you, we're going to have fun kind of thing mm-hmm. and really playing with Ja's head, making it more to Ja about him in this series than his team. Yep. I don't know that Tatum right now, and and tonight or the rest of the series, if he doesn't play well in a game, will tell me just that. Is he capable of doing that yet? Like, has he adapted his mental approach to the game enough where Jason Tatum is going to focus on those other things that he does well to help his team win if he's having an off night offensively? Yeah. That's fair. That's what I want to say. That's fair because he could get drawn into the. You're right. I he hasn't prove, done it so far. I want to prove I'm better than Giannis, as mm-hmm. opposed to I want to make winning plays for my team. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of making winning plays, with John ja Moran's status in doubt for Game Four of Grizz Warriors, do the Grizzlies even have a chance at being able to make this a series? Carlin and I'll have the answer for you next. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Warriors host the Grizzlies. Presented by Indeed, coverage begins at 9.30 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. And, Carlin, we were just about to talk about John Morant being doubtful for Game 4 of Grizzlies-Warriors. But the Boston Celtics made a bombshell announcement, and that's going to be our making moves for today. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. 
Celtics say that center Robert Williams will miss game four against oh, the boy. Bucks due to left knee soreness. Now, we know Robert Williams has been one of the guys in the rotation on the coverages for Giannis and Tedekupo, and he's known to be one of the better shot blockers remaining in the playoffs. So how big of a loss is this for the Celtics, and what has to happen tonight in order for them to make up what they're going to be missing in Robert Williams? I was about to say, is he out due to left Giannis soreness? In other words, he's still sore from getting his butt kicked the other day. Uh, I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal trying to deal with Giannis. I mean, Chris, we talked about it. They were so good in those first two games against Giannis. Yeah. They did such a tremendous job against him. And then in game three, it just wasn't there because he is who he is. I mean, that's going to happen. This hurts. So what do you do with him now defensively? How much are you going to get Tatum more involved there? It has to be. Yeah. He has to be. I mean, you know it's And how be- much is that going to take away you know- from him on the other end, though? I don't care. But but you know you gotta you gotta try to hold that that monster and Giannis down. It's yeah. gonna have to be Tatum. We know Al Horford will get his opportunities as well as Grant Williams. But this is Jason Tatum is gonna have to play a role in this, just yeah. like he did in the first round series against the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant. Now I get it, Giannis is physically more imposing than Durant, but Tatum is gonna have to find a way. And this is what the best players are asked to do in the biggest moments. And so you're gonna be down, Robert Williams. You've got to step up, and this is the the moment that the Celtics need him to the most, not only on the offensive end, because we, we know he's got to be better than only scoring 10 points like he did in game three, but he's going to have to be good on the defensive end too. Wow. This is this is going to be a, an exceptionally tough situation for them. Yeah. That hurts immensely. It hurts immensely. Now, does it potentially sway your locks or your picks for tonight? Because I know you always give that away in our three and out. I'm just saying, with that, knowing what the line is right now, maybe there's a chance that we could have that uh, involved at the end of the show. I'm just saying. Let's take a little look-see. Just going to put that out there. But, but Carla, we do also have to talk about John Moran. But before we do that, let's go out to Bond in Tampa. Bond is on the CC call-in line. What up, Bond? What's up, CC? What's up, Chris Cannon and Chris Carlin, the CCs? That's what's, that's right. You got to specify, right? We got two CCs on the show. What you got yes, for sir, us? Double C's. Hey, man, I got one question for you, uh, Mr. Cannon. My wife got your jersey, by the way, Cowboy jersey. You've been Cowboy fan. But my question is, could Tatum just have had a bad game? Yeah, I yeah. think it's possible. I think that's probably that's, more likely than not. I'm just thinking he had a bad game. That's and 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 and, and, and I mean we 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 dial it up and we look into it a lot. I just think the kid had a bad game. No, I I absolutely believe that was the case because I don't think it was anything that Milwaukee did to him. But as much as ten minutes ago, I'm sitting here saying I expect him to play well the rest of the way. Like now. We are taking some of that offensive energy, not that he wasn't a very good defender to begin with, but there's a lot more defensive responsibility on him now tonight. Yeah, there's no question about it. I do wonder how much of an effect that's going to have on the offensive side for Tatum when he has to deal with Giannis that much more. Most critical game in the series right now for the Boston Celtics. They must Tonight is a must-win game. They don't win tonight, series is over. Let's hit Bruce in Seattle next. Bruce, you're on ESPN Radio, Canty and Carlin. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, yo? Hey, man. Hey, Chris. 
I've got a, two two questions. Okay, so one, if Jai is out tonight, yes, I do think the Grizzlies still got a chance. P- people forget that the Grizzlies is a grit grind team first, and actually they play. Sometimes they I've seen them play better without Jai. Not saying that they're better without him, but I have seen them play harder. Well, the records the record would indicate that. What's the record without Jai? Is like twenty one and two or something? No. So the record without Jai Morant is twenty and five. Okay. And with Ja Morant is thirty six and twenty one. The Grizzlies average one hundred and fourteen point seven points with Ja in the lineup. With him out of the lineup, one hundred and seventeen point eight. So three points better. The opposing team scoring one hundred and twelve points with Ja in the lineup. One hundred and four points with them out of the lineup. This is one of the cases where the numbers will lie to you because absolutely. the Memphis Grizzlies are a better team with straight John Moran on face. the court. Exactly, they will lie straight to exactly. your damn face. Exactly, but no, this series is over, man. Stop it. It's over if John Morant can't play in tonight's game. They go down three one. I don't care what happens from that standpoint. It ain't gonna happen for the Memphis Grizzlies. Not in this series. You go down three one. And you've got to rattle off three straight? Good luck with that. Yeah. That's a problem. No, it's a, it's a huge problem. That's a problem. And I don't think they can win in the Chase Center either. So, And then there's the question of, okay, even if Morant does come back in this series, Carlin, what version of John Morant are you going to get? Yeah. Because he's a player that relies on his explosion and his athleticism in order to be the catalyst for what the Memphis Grizzlies do offensively. If he can't be John Morant, then what does this team look like? Bag it. It's over. See ya. Good night. Adios. It's a wrap. But here's the thing. John Morant was healthy for the majority of game three, and what did that look like? Yeah. Look, they weren't. They, <laughs> the I don't Warriors think either shot one of the us. lights out of the gym. Neither, they shot, Carlin, they shot 63% from the field. Even after they won game two, neither one of us thought they were winning the series. No. So now it just removes all doubt. It saves us time. Carlin, Carlin, they made two of every three shots they took in game three. Is that good? <laughs> I mean, I never played the game professionally, but is that good? <laughs> it's pretty damn yeah, good. I got to play the ignorance here. <laughs> Patrick in Atlanta, we see you on the CC calling line. We're going to get to you on the other side. But coming up next, who is the most important Grizzlies player when Ja isn't in the lineup? Hmm. Is Carl- there one? <laughs> there is one. <laughs> And we're going to tell you exactly who that is. It's Colin and Candy, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on Twitter at Chris Carlin and at Chris Candy ninety nine. And big fella, we got big time matchups tonight in two teams that are facing must win situations. I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying that that's what it is for the Grizzlies or the Boston Celtics. For more on both of those games, we bring on ESPN Radio play by play announcer Sean Kelly. And, Sean, I know you're on the coverage tonight with Grizz Warriors, but I do want to ask you about the news of the day with Boston announcing that center Robert Williams is going to be out with left knee soreness. I know you covered the first two games of this series. What kind of impact is Robert Williams being out going to have on the Boston Celtics in this game tonight? No, it's significant, guys. Great to be on with you all. You know, they're going to have to find some other – Thing because, you know, he missed game one in the series and Milwaukee had their way, namely Giannis had his way in that situation. I thought in the first two games of the series, each team had the opportunity to show us what they were, and they did. They just did it in separate games. But the Robert Williams thing was a part of Boston not showing us who they were when he missed game one. And if that's the case for tonight, obviously it is, um, it's a real problem in a game that Boston's got to have. So, um, if they can find some other way to stay connected defensively without him, they have to because if Giannis, you know, gets going again tonight, as you pointed out, the series could maybe for all intents and purposes be done. Sean, how much would you expect them to try to use Tatum in that rotation a little bit more in defending Giannis, and how big of a concern would there be in taking away some of that energy on the offensive end for Tatum when he had an off game the other day? Yeah, I don't know if you can if you can ask Jason to do that and then still be, you know, back on track after having kind of a clunker in game three. You know, this is on Grant Williams in a lot of ways. And, and Grant, I think, it has done in very big spots in the series a good job on its Atacumbo. The whistle's going to matter a little bit here. How physical are the officials going to let Grant be with Giannis Atacumbo? I would expect that, you know, it's, it's on him, but they're all going to have to kind of do what they do when they're playing at their best defensively. Let's just stay connected. That means passing one guy off to another, uh, release and recover, you know, quickly, and also trying just to build a wall as best they can and maybe force Giannis into some decisions he doesn't like, as in step back and shoot a 16-footer or take more threes than he probably should. But if he gets loose in the paint and if Grant gets in some foul trouble, uh, it, it could be real trouble. I just – I know, I know the Tatum thing makes sense because of his length and whatnot, but that's a lot for him to handle. And then you have to have him on the offensive end, and, and that might be a bad combination. Talking with ESPN Radio play-by-play announcer Sean Kelly on Canty and Carlin. And, Sean, John Moran is doubtful for game four tonight in Golden State. And I know a lot of people are making much of the record that the Memphis Grizzlies have with John Morant out of the lineup. I know that this is also a different animal in facing the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. And so with John Moran potentially not being on the court, who are the Grizz going to turn to to offset the production that they're going to be missing with Ja out of the lineup? They have got to give something out of Desmond Bain in this series. He's averaging about 10 points a game in this series, but we're talking about a guy that really stepped up in the 25 games that Moran missed during the regular season. And Desmond Bain has been battling this back thing right now, too. But he has to play big tonight. Dylan Brooks comes back from suspension. He has to also play a big game tonight, despite shooting 3 of 16 in this series. 
So Bain and Brooks have to really complement Jaron Jackson in some way in order to offset Morant. I mean, the numbers tell us what they tell us in the playoffs. Morant has scored or assisted on basically 45% of Memphis's points in the playoffs. That's second only to Atetokounmpo and what he's done for Milwaukee. Uh, Morant, you know, we're, we're also taking away, what, nearly 40 points a game in the series as well from John Morant. So this is, this is tough sledding for Memphis, too, but more so on the offensive end as opposed to the defensive end that we were discussing about the Boston Celtics. Canty and Carlin visiting with Sean Kelly, ESPN Radio, play-by-play announcer, on the call tonight of the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Sean, what was your take on the Jordan Poole part of the play that Morant got injured on? Did you feel like it was a dirty play, or was it just a play where it looked like to you that he was just going for the ball? Yeah, he's just going for the ball. I mean, it's they tried blitzing him more in the second half. It's the, it's the same thing that happened on this play. You know, Wiggins actually gets called for a foul on the play. Jordan's just trying to reach in there and try and swipe at the ball, and he's just, I guess he doesn't have the arm length to do it, or he just he wasn't turned in the right direction. I mean, yes, he makes contact with his knee, but I didn't see it as a dirty play at all, whether it be on the replay or in real time. When I saw it as we were you know, doing the game on the radio the other night, uh, I just don't see it. I, I, Jordan just doesn't strike me as that kind of a player either. Um, so it's, it's a, a symptom of a series that's been a little chippy and uh, a touch and mature at times. So for some to suggest that that was a dirty play or uh, it's an escalation moment in this series, I, just, I don't buy it. Talking with ESPN Radio play-by-play announcer Sean Kelly on Canty and Carlin. And, Sean, we just heard the announcement that Monty Williams is going to win NBA Coach of the Year. Now, I know that Taylor Jenkins, the coach for the Memphis Grizzlies, was one of those people that were favored to win the award. But your thoughts on Monty Williams being able to bring home Coach of the Year over Taylor Jenkins and the job he's done in Memphis? Well, I'm biased because he's a friend. You know, I spent several years with Monty in New Orleans when he was a first-time head coach. Um, So I have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for him. Um, And in saying that, I also have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration to the job he's done this year. You know, he finished second last year. Uh, You know, he clearly coached that team to the best record in the NBA, uh, and that's home and away as well. And to guide them through the disappointment of coming up short last year and helping that team take a step further, they're hoping, uh, in this season, it's just its really interesting to watch that team on and off the floor, the, their culture, um, what their purpose is, how they respond to him. And then I think also him navigating them through, and yes, he had tremendous weapons, but he also had guys in and out of the lineup during the year, and that includes Devin Booker too. So for the job that was done by Monty Williams, yes, I think it's deserving of coach of the year. Are there other worthy candidates? Yes, just like in the MVP conversation. And I think it speaks to the health of the league right now that we have we have certainly good answers to each of those two questions, MVP, coach of the year, and maybe there's not a wrong answer amongst you know a group of three or four. So could Taylor have been the guy? I, I think so, yes. Monty Williams was probably my guy. Just give him the edge because they were the best team. They're the number one seed. Uh, and because he won it second, you know, he was second last year. So all those things, I think, factor in. Sean, last one for me. If you're looking for something early tonight to give you an indication that Memphis can hang around in this game and make a good push without Morant, what are you looking for? A mess, a flat-out mess. Hmm. Memphis has to muck this game up in a big way. 
They cannot let Golden State glide like they did in quarters two, three, and four on Saturday night. So if they can gum this game up pretty good and then, you know, Jaron Jackson gets his usual numbers and Desmond Bain finally gets on track, kind of comes around the back thing that he's been battling, that would give me some indication that we're going to have a locked-up series again and we're going to go deep into the week between these two. ESPN Radio play-by-play announcer Sean Kelly. Sean, we appreciate you jumping on with us. Enjoy the call tonight. Thanks. Looking forward to it, guys. Appreciate you having me. All right. All right. That's Sean Kelly. And it seems like this is two pivotal games for the Boston Celtics and for the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. If these teams drop these games, then those series, in my view, are effectively over. Oh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. But, you know, more than anything – I love the idea that they have to turn this into a rock fight. Yeah. And that's 100% it. If if there's any way to try to throw the Warriors off their game, that's the way to do it, especially when you don't have your primary guy there. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Warriors host the Grizzlies, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 9.30 Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations. Coming up next... Patrick, in Atlanta, we see you on the CC call-in line. Going to get to you. Also, you'll never believe how much Browns running back Nick Chubb was able to squat. That next. You're listening to Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Let's go out to the CC Carlin line, big fella, and bring on Patrick in Atlanta. Patrick, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? Yeah, man, guys, listen. I think that the Robert Williams injury and being out tonight is actually going to be good for the Celtics, and Jason Tatum specifically. I think they're already focused because it is a must-win but I think Tatum now is going to be locked in. I think he's going to go off, and I got the Celtics in a pretty easy one tonight. I got to tell you, uh, it just proves the adage that it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Because <laughs> if, if you're thinking that this is all of a sudden going to lock him in, come on. First of all, he doesn't need it to be locked in. Secondly, on the defensive end, as you just heard Sean talking about, if you're asking him to do a ton when it comes to Giannis, you are taking some of that energy out of him. Look, I I think there will be times that they may even use him as a defensive decoy against Giannis and, and just try to get him away and use as much as they can out of him offensively because he's just so important to what they do. Well, yeah, he's got to get going. And Marcus Smart has got to find a way to be able to get everybody involved a little bit earlier in the uh, in the shot clock. So I think that's one of the things that Boston will look to do on the offensive end. But I also think them being better defensively on Giannis will create more opportunities for them out in transition. You saw some of that in game two. They got to get back to that in order for them to be able to get those other guys, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, into a rhythm earlier in mm-hmm. the game. So that's something I'm going to be watching for. But, big fella, I'm with you. I'm skeptical that Robert Williams being out somehow makes it better for Jason Tatum. I no. just don't see that. No, there's just no way. And when you have somebody like Williams who is as physical as he is, at least he's a presence. Mm-hmm. He's a presence. And, yeah, the length, you understand where it's coming from with Tatum on the defensive end there. It still makes absolutely no sense for me whatsoever. Yeah, but I mean, Grant Williams has to play more minutes too because you're going to need him and Al Horford to kind of switch off with guarding Giannis. I think that's who it's going to fall on, and we know how Giannis is. It's not a matter of being able to completely stop him. It's just about limiting his efficiency and keeping him from getting other guys involved because it's not just the 42 points that kill you. It's the eight assists that Giannis has as well. If you're and, looking, and the defensive presence that Giannis brings. If you're looking to somebody else on the Bucks tonight who you're really worried about, is it automatically Drew Holiday? Yes. I agree. Automatically. Yeah. He's I the agree. guy. I'm not going to worry about Connaughton. I'm not going to worry about Grayson Allen. They may hit shots, um, especially since they're at home. But I have to figure out a way that Drew Holiday is not killing me in this game tonight. Because otherwise, then the Celtics could be in real trouble. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And, big fella, as we come down the final stretch, we got to give a shout-out to the guests that came through to help us out on today's show. ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday dropping knowledge on the NFL upcoming season and on the quarterbacks that are under the most pressure going into 2022. Also, ESPN Radio play-by-play announcer Sean Kelly getting you prime for the NBA playoff game fours tonight, Celtics Bucks and Grizzlies Warriors. If you missed any of it, go to the Candy and Carlin podcast, download, rate, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. But, big fella, now's about that time of the show that we go three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... 
Three and out. And three and out is brought to you by Fidelity Investments. And we have to kick off three and out with, I don't know if we call it a retraction or an addition or just an admission that I made a mistake because I forgot our good friend Kevin Nagandi. Addition. Yeah, an addition. Well, really, he just called up for spite, so I don't know that we need to give no, him No, we, we gotta give Kevin a shout-out. I mean, because he called in to call you out. Yeah. He, he was crisped off at you. Well, that's right. Yeah. So we gotta start Kevin Nagandi. Kevin Doff doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, no, does it? No, 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 no. No, it no, doesn't. No, not at all. Not at all. Now, I'll tell you no, what, though. listen. I'll tell you what, though. One thing that does make sense, if you want to hit it big and you're gambling on a horse race, bet on a horse Named Rich Strike. <laughs> and, hope, and hopefully you strike it rich. How about Rich this? Strike wins the Kentucky Derby with 80 to 1 odds. And the way he closed out was tremendous. I, listen, I, I'm i not a huge horse racing guy, but I will watch the three big races. Okay. And I'll be into it and I'll usually wager. But I read this this morning that uh, some of the casinos in Vegas had him... As far as as far down as a two hundred to one shot. Ooh. So just to give you an idea, you put fifty bucks on him at two hundred to one, you're winning ten grand. Ah, uh, ten grand. That would be a great weekend. So some places, well, for you, that might that'd be a great month and a half for me. <laughs> anyway, but the ten grand, or the 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 odds there actually made the Derby a bit of a small loss for a couple of casinos out there because they had it so far beyond 80-1. to 1. Yeah. The horse was added to the race the day before the race. It's rich strike, though. I mean, if yeah. you're at the Kentucky Derby, if you're at Churchill Downs, you almost have to bet some money on rich strike, right? Yeah. You feel, been, like, you feel like a jerk if you didn't the day after. You've been to the Derby. I've been to the Derby. There was a stretch, big fella, where I went to the Derby four or five years in a row. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's one of the best outdoor parties that you ever want to go All to. Right, but I how mean, much were you actually outdoors? Uh, I was outdoors for a good bit of it because you got to realize when you're on Millionaire's Row of the Sky Terrace, there's the balcony uh, portion of it where you can go outside. Uh, but you got to talk about the whole experience, big fella. Uh, so when you fly in, you, you go to the Galt House and you stay at... Not just a hotel room at the Galt House. You got to stay where they have the apartments mm-hmm. at the Galt House with three different bedrooms. <laughs> you got to stay in that overlooking the river. And then you have to have reservations for Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse, which is right downstairs. And then on the day of the Derby, you get the police escort to Churchill Downs. You have to have the totality of the experience. And my guy, Joey Wagner, always makes sure he takes care of me. Shout out to Joey Wagner. He always lays it out for me in Kentucky. But... That's how you have to do the Kentucky Derby. The Governor's Ball, the Maxim Party. I mean, the full nine, you got to enjoy it. I went once with my in-laws, and I was in a suit in 85-degree heat. How do you think that went? Uh, Probably not. I was not not, in Millionaire's Row. Probably did not go well. (laughs) I'm going up to the window with my father-in-law behind me, you know, betting all these trifectas. He goes up and bets $2 to show, and I just looked at him. I said, you think I'm going to lose your daughter's money, don't you? Yeah, probably so. (laughs) Well, with the way you look, I mean, who It was not good. Exactly. It was not good. But let me tell you what is good. The NFL getting ready to release their schedule and giving us a little bit of teaser, big fella, because... On our family of networks, ESPN and ABC will host a week two Monday night football doubleheader with the Tennessee Titans visiting the Buffalo Bills. And I think that game is on ESPN starting at 7.15. And in the 8.30 game on ABC, Vikings and Eagles. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about the doubleheader on Monday night, but I'm also excited 
that you got a little overlap with that big fella. If one game goes on a commercial, you can flip over to the other channel in the ESPN ABC family and catch the other games actually. I like it. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman announced it this morning on GMA. Love it. Love it. How could you not? It's football. Listen, how far are we away from the start of the season? Too far. Exactly. That's yeah. the whole point. We're months away from the start of the season where we're already excited about the schedule being released. <laughs> That just shows you how much we love football. Can't wait for Thursday. And speaking of football, we got to talk about some of the things being put out there for the off-season strength and conditioning program. And, you know, you get these clips of guys bench-pressing the world or squatting the world. And in most instances, that would be considered hyperbole when I say it like that, but not in the case of one Nick Chubb. The Browns running back recorded squatting 675 pounds at his workout in the Cleveland facility wow. with his teammates around. Here's a question. No, go ahead. Why? <laughs> Why? I, I, I guess he's trying to break tackles. I guess he wants to lead the league in rushing. I, I guess that's what it is. I guess. Fella. I guess. But 675, I mean, we get it. You know, I mean, you got to be able to break tackles. That's where it comes from. What do you, what do you, I mean, what are you saying? I've had tougher leg days. No, you've had, you've had tougher leg days? <laughs> You heard me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine that. Tougher leg days from Hell Chris Carlin. No, no chance. In it. But Have you my... seen my calves? My but... calves are beautiful. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not judging <laughs> the aesthetic of your calves. All I'm saying is Nick Chubb can squat a hell of a lot of weight, and it makes more sense now that I see defenders bounce off of him. So he looks like he's poised to have another huge season. Carlin, staying with three and out, we got to talk about one of our own. A legend in his own right, iconic, Dick Vitale, the longtime ESPN College basketball broadcaster and Hall of Famer, will be the recipient of this year's Jimmy V Award for Perseverance awesome. at this year's ESPYs. Dickie V, as I call him, 82 years old, announced in August that he had undergone multiple surgeries to remove melanoma. In October, he announced that he had been diagnosed with lymphoma. His chemotherapy treatment for lymphoma forced the veteran broadcaster to step back from ESPN's college basketball coverage. Vital has documented his cancer journey on social media and in March appeared at the SEC tournament where he was recognized for his contributions to the sport, the league, and his fight against cancer. So shout out to Dickie V for getting that award. Much deserved. Carlin, tonight's games, Boston Celtics at Milwaukee, Bucks. One uh, point and a half favorite. And then the Grizz visiting Golden State. The Warriors, a nine and a half point favorite. Who you got? Bucks, Warriors, Parlay, let it up. All right, there it is. Thank you, Chrissy's.